This week on the American Land Seller, we meet one of the driving forces behind Acres.com, Vice President of Business Development, Ben Maddox. Ben is not just a familiar name in the world of agriculture, but a seasoned professional with a wealth of experience. As an accredited land consultant, accredited farm manager, and a licensed broker in the state of Arkansas, Ben proves to be a wealth of information when it comes to land data as well as land marketing. Prior to joining Acres.com, Ben served as an analyst in international agriculture with Heifer International. His projects spanned across multiple continents, focusing on supporting farmer cooperatives and agribusinesses. But it doesn't stop there. Ben holds an MBA from the prestigious Sam M. Walton College of Business, showcasing his commitment to not only excellence, but also learning in his field. His dedication and passion for agriculture doesn't go unnoticed as he's a proud member of the Realtors Land Institute, as well as the American Society of Farm Managers and Rural Appraisers and the Arkansas Cattlemen's Association. Whether you're a seasoned producer, land broker, curious land enthusiast, or just someone who appreciates the importance of sustainable agriculture, you're in for a real treat by joining our conversation with Ben Maddox. So buckle up and get ready for a trek through the vast fields of knowledge of Ben Maddox from Acres.com. As always, we hope you take away something from our podcast. Welcome to the American Land Seller Podcast with your host, Kobe Rickardson. Kobe is an accredited land consultant and multi-state land broker with American Legacy Land Company. Join us each week as we explore all things land. We bring you fresh insights and expert guests on sales, marketing, regulations, economics, and so much more. Visit www.americanlandseller.com and find us on one of your favorite podcast platforms. Okay, Kobe and our special guests, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the American Land Seller Podcast. Uh, super exciting day. Um, we've got uh, a guest from Acres, um, Ben Maddox, a uh, brand spanking new ALC just recently. Just He still has the new ALC smell and everything, guys. Like Ben, how are we doing today? Man, I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I just recently got my uh, my broker's license in Arkansas. So, um, oh, congratulations! So, yeah, so that's uh, my son lives down there, and we're uh, um, excited to. Our company is excited to be a part of uh, of uh, the future we have in Arkansas. I can tell is going to be great. So, we're well, um, us next time you're down here. All right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like. Uh, we're, uh, my son's from like Bryant, which is southeast of, or southwest of Little Rock, I think, just a little bit, kind of a suburb there. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he's a firefighter, um, EMT down there. So, amazing. So, uh, yep. Um, so Ben, um, I'm excited to have you on here today. This is kind of a, an incredible tool that you guys have, um, not only for, for me as a real estate broker, but for, um, for landowners, for investors, you know, like tons of different people can get some stuff out of it. Let's just talk about like, how did this get started? What is acres from like the, you know, like the elevator speech type of deal. And then uh, just how did this get started? Where did you see a need here? Yeah, sure. So uh, it's most uh, basic acres, uh, which you can find at acres.com is a land research diligence and marketing platform. So what that means is 
if you work in, if you're a rural land professional, so broker, appraiser, uh, lender, and you're trying to learn more about a particular property, could be farmland, ranchland, timberland, our product gives you parcel details, transaction information, bank financing data, uh, really all in one place, right? And so importantly, we do that both on a desktop uh, when you're at your office, but also on a uh, mobile app, right? So you can take this out in the field. It works when you're in offline mode. So uh, that's really important to us is that this is not just something you sit behind a desk and use, but you got to get out there and actually use these things in the field. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I've been using it um, a little bit and uh, you can be out in the with your client kind of looking at uh, listing something and, and be kind of answering. Sometimes I'm answering questions for them because of the data that's on there. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really neat, um, you know, tool for, for, for me, at least I've found it to be um, val- uh, valuable. Well, that's, um, that's good to hear. And I, you know, you kind of alluded to the question of, why did we build it? You know, where it came from and like a lot of good products that came from a bad problem. Right. So we, we were sitting there, I was working with a group of folks and we were trying to uh, purchase farmland more efficiently. Right. And so we were sort of going through all the motions and utilizing some products that existed already. And none of them really did exactly what we were looking for. Right. There were a couple of good, you know, point solutions that maybe did one or two things really well, but either they didn't have, you know, national coverage or it wasn't mobile friendly or sometimes the data just wasn't as accurate as we had hoped. And so ultimately we ended up um, realizing that there was a need for something like this that really combined all those things. It was naturally nationally relevant. And, uh, you know, the rest is history from there. We realized everyone else had this problem, too. And we began building the product pretty quickly after that. Yeah. And, and you guys, are you still um, you're still in real estate then, correct? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I have my uh, Arkansas real estate uh, license. I'm a broker and then uh, also an accredited farm manager. And as you mentioned, a new ALC. So uh, I'm still pretty active in the real estate business, um, but obviously working with acres, it's more of a data business, right? So we're working with clients that are interested in accessing different types of data through our application. And so uh, wear two hats, I'm still working the real estate side, but also working on the data side. But I think that's also what makes it work, right? Because our whole team uh, has that background, right? So I like to think about there's two types of expertise when you do what we do. There's subject matter expertise and there's product expertise. And so subject matter expertise is what you and I do every day, right? We are in the land business and you have to understand that business to build a product like this. At the same time, um, I don't know really anything about coding or app development or software engineering, but we have a lot of people who do. And that's where the product expertise comes into place. Uh, We've got about 30 different engineers working here in Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, working on our product every day. And so I think you you have to combine that in the field knowledge with the technical expertise of how do you build a great app? Because that's not my background, but we have some fantastic people here who are experts at it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And but but the fact that you're you're one of us and you're on the staff, like making sure that uh, um, that that giving them the direct feedback on as a as a land broker as to uh, um, this is kind of something we don't need. This is stuff that we do need. Um, Do you uh, 
do you get it? You know, like I think that um, another like going back to the Realtors Land Institute has probably helped you guys out a lot because I think at one time in the land broker business, it was very like closed, you know, like we're not going to share anything and not going to, you know, and so, um, but I think RLI has really started and the guys that are, um, that have been doing that for 30 years or whatever, or however, 40 years, I can't remember how long it's been around, but I've really kind of broke those walls down and made it so that, you know, you can create a product that helps me, you know, essentially, you know, now that I'm got my license down there, I could be your competition. Um, talk just a little bit about like, you know, have you had any pushback from anybody on, you know, because you're in the business or, or yeah. has it mostly been positive? Well, I'll start with this mostly the positive, but I think you raise a really interesting point that we care a lot about, which is this idea of um, growing the industry at large. So mm-hmm. I'm fairly convinced uh, you've probably seen this too. I mean, the amount of people interested in being a farmland owner has increased dramatically in the last 10, 15 years, right? It's just taken off and it, it's only increasing every day. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, you know, whether they're looking at it as a diversified investment opportunity, whether they're looking at it as a lifestyle opportunity, there's a, there's a lot of things that are, I think, behind that trend. But what I pretty firmly believe is that we're still early in that curve, right? Like the amount of people who are interested in this is just going to compound and grow over time. And when you take that long-term outlook, uh, I think it helps you realize that something that may seem like competition today is really just a drop in an ocean. And there's a lot more opportunity out there and plenty of business for everyone to be successful, right? And so I think taking those sort of short-term events with a long-term mindset of where this industry is growing and it's growing rapidly uh, really sort of removes any sense of intense competition on any given front. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, I, you know, I also think that with technology, it's kind of shifting the mindset of of the industry across even the real the residential world and everything. As far as um, you know, that it's not so much we're against each other as much as we are against like just being irrelevant, right? And so you, you know, having the MLS documents, you know, the book and all that stuff, and having all the information. Uh, like the the days of old, it's all fingertips, you know? Um, yeah, I think you kind of tied in one of the other things that was on my mind to discuss today. Like, obviously, uh, we're all used to the old uh, physical plat map book on the dash of the truck as you drive around. <laughs> we're long past those days in many respects. You know, we've had digital plat maps for a decade or longer at this point. And while that feels like progress, when you look at these other types of real estate, so let's take residential, we'll take commercial real estate, um, they've come so much further in technological adoption. And it's not just, do you have the latest tool? It's, do you have data and information to explain to your client why this is the right property, why they should buy this property and why this price is the right price for that property? And I think the lack of that progress in let's just call it rural land so it could be farm or timberland ranch land lack of progress in that particular space is really what we're trying to address so i think uh, we have a an outlook on things where if you increase transparency and you bring more data to the marketplace you create a greater efficiency in the market and that creates liquidity right and so we are all in the business of land greater liquidity greater market efficiency uh, frankly, drives more business at the end of the day. So I think as you 
as you bring that data to the rural property market, you're going to start to see more efficiency like you see in commercial and single family real estate. I mean, today we have maybe one to 2% annual asset turnover in farmland. And in a good year, single family turns over at five to 6%. And so you're talking about major changes in the amount of business within the larger land market that could be unlocked just through greater market efficiency. Yeah, I, again, I absolutely agree with you. I think, um, I, you know, I think the detriment to those that are still not willing to share or really against, you know, like I, I'm multi-state. So if you go from Nebraska, I mean, it's pretty easy to find the data, right? That's just, um, it's very easy. But if you get into like South Dakota, Kansas, Wyoming, you know, Missouri, they don't have the same availability for data out there. When again, I think your point is very smart in the sense of, how you know like if i only am using my comps from stuff that i sold and i am not paying attention to where the trends are at unless it's a say auction sale or something you know like i i'm probably maybe doing a disservice to my client by undervaluing their property and not you know um so if you are if everybody is kind of the latest and greatest and all that stuff's available then we can go out we can look and we can do a better job for all of our clients. I mean, that's kind of my thought. Yeah. And you know, there's three, there's three scenarios that, that come to mind. Like these are real life things that have happened in, in my career that uh, represent how difficult this is, even in the best case scenario. So I'll be, I'll be brief. The first is uh, this one County had some sales records. They were willing to share those sales records with me as a citizen. And I said, great, send them on over. I'd love to look at these uh, transaction records. And we received a physical CD-ROM in the mail. I don't have a computer that has a CD-ROM reader anymore. We had to go out and buy one uh, just to read the thing. Um, The second is I still get things faxed or people try to fax them to me, right? Like here's a set of comparable sales for this transaction that I'm happy to share with you. That's a best case scenario, but yet it's getting faxed over. And then finally, uh, if you ever... uh, Gosh, if you ever make it down to the Delta and you start doing work over there, there's still a lot of places you got to go in person to retrieve physical records and they haven't been digitized yet. And so I just think through all these examples where the record exists, I could go get the property information uh, to help me with my valuation, um, you know, to give someone like a, a BPO. But gosh, I've got to have a CD-ROM reader, a fax machine, and I got to drive 200 miles to go to the county courthouse. Like, these are all things that just shouldn't exist uh, in 2024 if we're trying to grow this industry and bring more people into it. Yeah, I cannot agree with you more. That is, uh, uh, I think that the technology and just the lack of uh, investment for a lot of, of uh, government agencies and brothers and sisters of ours in the industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, if, you, if you've got some time, bud, I think we're going to take a quick break and then... Uh, Uh, We'll come back and, and keep on going if that works. Hey, that sounds great. All right, perfect. We will be right back. The American Land Seller Podcast is brought to you in part by LandHub.com. Join us today and experience the expertise of LandHub's land marketing professionals. Whether you're buying or selling, let us show you the way in the ever evolving world of land transactions. Visit LandHub.com and discover what the future of land marketing looks like. LandHub.com, where your land journey begins. 
All right, we're back here with Ben Maddox from Acres, and then you can find those guys at Acres.com. I think I forgot to do that in the last intro, Ben. I'm sorry. I'm no worries. You'd think I marketed for a living, and then when I get your great product on here, I don't tell people how to get there. But um, so I, my I guess my curiosity is we talked a lot about like um, um, like what void your product filled and stuff like that, but really, what problem does Acres solve? Like um, is this, um, and you know, along with that, what are your specifically, what are your users tick, you know, typically? Yeah, I'll start with the second question first. So our typical users range from real estate brokers to lenders, to appraisers, and really it's anybody with an interest in rural properties and rural property transactions. And so what we want to do is build a national database of property data, transactions, mortgage information. And while some of these things already exist in other individual programs or other platforms, really wanted to bring it all into one spot and, again, build a national version of that and put a real emphasis on data quality. Um, so I'm sure you have probably seen this before, but if you're pouring through county tax assessor records, either at the county tax assessor or on some other platform, you may have noticed there's some issues. Number one, uh, it could be that they uh, fat fingered something when they were entering it in. I've seen an unbelievable amount of transactions that they misattributed multiple parcel transaction to a single parcel. And they'll say, hey, this farm sold for $100,000 an acre. And you and I know that's simply not true. They just misapplied it across one parcel. Uh, the second issue we see is obviously non-disclosure states, right? So there's not a lot of data in, um, you know, there's some 20 odd partial non partial disclosure and non-disclosure states. So you're kind of out of luck if you're in Mississippi, parts right. of Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas. We went through that earlier yeah. in the conversation. And then finally, a lot of sales data you find from the county is obviously they're going to have maybe your buyer and your seller and a price and a date, but you're not really going to have much in the way of, uh, hey, are there fixtures and improvements in this thing? Or uh, how is the property irrigated? How old is the center pivot? So there's all this contextual information that when you're reviewing a transaction, if you're not aware that, well, hey, the pivot belonged to the tenant and didn't transfer with the transaction, like you could completely flub it up if you're working with your customer yeah. and you're saying, well, this is the, the comparable price for properties in your area when you actually don't know the whole history of that transaction. And so what we're trying to do is bring a greater depth of transaction data, sales data, uh, for those folks who are you know, keenly interested in tracking what's going on in land markets around the United States. That's, that's kind of a, a daunting task, I would say. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, though, because it, it, it's... Um, it is some of the least sexy work on earth, right? We are uh, going in and there is no, everyone wants AI to solve all their problems, right? They want some computer algorithm to figure it out for them. And we aggressively take the opposite stance, right? You, this is hard work. Uh, it requires a lot of manual sifting, correction, data entry, and there isn't some computer program that's gonna give us the magical value for a piece of farmland. And so, we're going in there and retrieving records the old-fashioned way, building relationships with appraisers, lenders, and brokers that help provide some of that data to us. And there is no easy way to do it, um, but that's what makes it a good business, right? I mean, I think uh, classic, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And that certainly applies here. Yeah. Well, like, 
Yeah, it's definitely not sexy work. I can guarantee you that. I, I, uh, I'm not your, uh, data entry guy. So I'm the reason why there's fat finger errors. <laughs> so you're welcome. Uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate being there for you guys. So, uh, so with all that said, you're, you're doing all this work, you're compiling data, you're putting it into one, um, really effective, uh, tool. Who's, who's your, who are we marketing this to? I mean, is it just to me yeah. or, um, well, certainly, certainly real estate brokers, right? And one of the things we haven't really touched on is, you know, in our platform, we already talked about sales data. We talked about some bank data we have in there. Uh, we also have listings, right? And so we do have a, a pretty big partnership with the land broker co-op team. Uh, they actually syndicate a number of listings onto our platform uh, via an API relationship with them. Uh, we're thrilled uh, to work with them and host those listings. But we also host listings from individual brokerages who may create their own uh, direct API with us. So we uh, we host real estate listings on our platform, and it's a great way when um, you know you have the listing right there in your valuation tool. You can click on the listing, draw radius around your listing, and get a you know desktop valuation in a couple of minutes. So it's a nice way to integrate both the marketing side of things and the uh, valuation side. And that's really where we kind of bleed into the other customer segments, which would be you know, rural appraisers as well as ag lenders. So whether you're in the farm credit system, small community bank, or one of these newer alternative lending uh, offerings, we're, you know, we've got all of those in our system today. And ultimately, they're using it either as a sales and prospecting application or as a appraisal support tool. Yeah, that's, that's incredibly um, handy. But... Um... Now, I, I have been a huge fan. I've used or I've been a member of uh, Land Broker Co-op for a number of years. Um, so, I again, I think those guys are uh, are cutting edge. Um, I think, again, that's another, um, you know, task that they've taken on. Um, some of the bigger, land, you know, like the land hosting sites and things like that. Um, it's, it's, it's good to see um, somebody that's catering towards us, you know, like as, as land brokers. So, and it's also good to know that, you know, like those, those, um, um, listings are going to your, your site as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um yeah. Talk about uh, difficult and unsexy work. I mean, getting uh listings syndicated at a national level, it's not easy either. Right. And so I think the more of those bridges we can connect between people who are doing something a little bit similar and then trying to put it all in one place, that's, it's part of the value that we want to add. Yeah, no, that's, um, well, and again, I just, it's making it easier for people to, uh, to find properties and to, uh, to again, find a fair value. I mean, that's, that's what uh, marketing is all about is trying to, to make it as easy as we can for our clients to, to find what they're looking for. So that's awesome. Um, Kobe, I was going to ask you, uh, I mean, we're talking about speed and efficiency and technology. Uh, how long do you typically spend when you're putting together like a BPO? What's what's your uh, time to put, put all that together? <clears throat> kind of depends. I guess it kind of depends on what state I'm working in. Right. Um, in Nebraska, it doesn't take a whole heck of a lot of time because, again, we have everything's pretty much online. I can go find, um, you know, like we have GIS data. We have um, your product. Um, also I have another couple products that I use, um, realistically though, in Kansas, uh, Wyoming for sure. Missouri is extremely, 
uh, time consuming. And a lot of times I do have to find like a partner in crime somewhere nearby to have them run down and see if we can't find some, you know, some actual data at the courthouse. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it takes a lot of time, you know, because you don't want to, uh, it's, you know how it is as an agent, we got to price something to sell, but we also don't want to leave any money out there. So you got to be as close as you can. Um, yeah, I but, think that's, that's a big part of it, right? Is having the confidence to make a decision on something, right? It's just like, all right, I have some data. Is that enough for me to move forward with confidence that I've done the best job for my client, either on the buy or the sell side? Yeah. And there's actually been times where I've, it's been a while, but where the market's been so wild that I've walked in and been like, here's what I think. And they're like, well, I want to go, you know, $1,200 an acre more. And I'm like, well, let's see what happens. (laughs) I'm I'm willing to try. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's absolutely been the market the last couple of years. Now, uh, depending on where you're looking at, you know, we, we kind of have a, we have an interesting lens because we can see things going on nationally based on the fact that our customers are all over the United States. And so, as always, land markets in the U.S. right now are behaving super uh, locally, right? And what I mean by that is each little market is going to be different, not just states, but counties and parts, you know, townships within counties. Everything's a little bit local still. And there are some softening parts, right? I mean, I still think the land market overall is very healthy. Uh, we don't see price declines, but the rate of growth is not what it was even just a year ago. And so it's kind of interesting. I think uh, most projections say things are going to keep on the current path and hold steady. Um, but it's definitely, you know, back to your point, it, when you're in that rising market, uh, sellers can be pretty aggressive. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, uh, and I mean, it's, you know, it's, when you're in the land business, like houses, I think, because my wife is a, a residential agent and it's kind of is what it is. You know, you can kind of go get some key indicators you can, um, you know, there's a lot of data out there most of the time for them. Um, but in our world, it's, you know, like I'm going to list a property in, you know, east of Pueblo, Colorado here this weekend. And, you know, like it's 50 some acres of essentially Colorado desert is what I call it, you know, but it's near a couple of lakes. It's, you know, it's got 55 acres. It's got a water spout on it, you know, that they can't do anymore. And so, you know, like some of that, you you know, it's like you said, is the pivot, you know, does the pivot belong to the actual property owner? Does it belong to the, to the guy that's leasing it? You know, like there's all kinds of moving parts to it. So I think what you're doing and trying to get more and more data, um, you know, is every day getting more helpful for, for our industry. Well, I'll tell you one other thing I've been really interested to look at in our data set. So, you know, there's the front end, we'll just call it like the consumer interface that you see when you use the application. But uh, there's also the back end on our data set where we can kind of play with things in more of like a data sandbox. And what we're seeing in some markets, mainly California for now, but a little bit in the Midwest is a widening spread between you know what buyers and sellers expect something to trade at, right? So you'll see the list price and you'll see the clearing price where it's sold and that gap's getting a little bit bigger. Um, properties are still selling. There's still interest in farmland. We talked about that earlier. But I do think uh, everyone is still kind of in that mindset of things will grow at the same rate that they were growing previously. And I don't know what's going to give buyers or sellers, but they're talking a different language right now. Well, and I think a lot of like what's really, I think, interesting is I've been going to 
uh, like the National Land Conference. We're going to go here in a, in a few weeks, but um, but I I think what's very interesting is it used to be like the Delaware Land Trust stuff, the REITs, all those things were all geared towards like high rises, uh, office space, um, you know multifamily housing, that kind of stuff. And over the last couple of years, we've seen that go into ag land. So, you know, like what does that, you know, now we have investors that are, you know, like, ah, oh, well, you know, seven to 12% return on your investment where it used to be that they were a little bit more aggressive than that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the 1031s, the DSTs, the opportunity zones, um, you know, that's a that's a big theme. Anything with the sort of tax advantage type investment is pretty popular in farmland right now. Um, so we're certainly seeing a lot of that. Uh, I see it, you know, just in my day to day. And so I think that's a trend to watch. We'll probably hear plenty of it uh, at the National Land Conference this year. I, I remember last year, pretty good session on it. So I look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's um, if you don't mind, let's take a break. We got one more uh, segment after this, if you've got time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we will be right back. The American Land Seller Podcast is brought to you in part by American Legacy Land Company. At American Legacy, our seasoned agents set us apart, providing unmatched service with a personal touch that goes beyond expectations. With a wealth of market knowledge and a diverse portfolio, including farms, ranches, development lands, and recreational properties, we forge lasting connections with clients through honesty, integrity, and transparency. Visit us at AmericanLegacyLandCo.com and find the land that defines your legacy. All right, we're back here with Ben Maddox from Acres. That is Acres.com. Incredible tool um, for... Anybody that's in the land business out there, I definitely uh, recommend you try it. I bet you if they reached out to uh, Ben or his team um, that he might even have a way to let you try it out for a couple days for free or something. Or Yeah. Uh, yeah, you bet. Um, we'll, uh, obviously, we'll have all my information in the show notes, I'm sure. Yep. But uh, just Ben at acres.com. Pretty simple. Reach out to me. I'd love to talk. Just a regular Ben too, just the B E N. Nothing fancy about like not twelve ends or anything like that. Just no. just uh the regular Ben. You know, um we were just talking about this during the break. The USDA census came out um with all kinds of great nuggets of information. Uh thank God we have the government to help us <laughs> everything we need. But uh kind of trending in the same direction it has been. Is that kind of what you get from it, Ben? Is well, yeah, we were laughing during the break because the census announced yet once again that farmers are getting older, there are fewer farms, and farms are getting bigger. So, I mean, I think obviously a lot in our a lot of folks in the audience are going to be real estate brokers or just generally in the land business, and you got to kind of wonder what that means for the future of the industry. Um, I'm still super optimistic about um, obviously agriculture in general, but then also the business of brokerage. I wouldn't be in it if I wasn't optimistic about it. Uh, but I do think there's going to be some unique challenges as we do have fewer farms. Um, I still think transactions will increase. And you've seen that in you know, whether it's in the USDA or I've seen some um, state university studies that say sure. there's a lot of farmland's going to change hands in the next 10 to 15 yeah. years. Yeah, the, the landowner is uh, more 
uh, more and more, it's every year gets older and older and every year gets more absentee and more absentee, you know? And so the, um, um, I had uh, David Whitaker. Um, I don't know if you know David or not from Iowa. He's a character, but um, I had him on the podcast a couple weeks ago and he was talking about how you have to go from the spectrum of the 90 year old that doesn't believe you're relevant unless you're in the Midwest farm journal or, you know, like the Midwest messenger or something like that, all the way down to some 18 year old that inherited his farm from his grandpa or something that, you know, goes and says, you know, like how he finds his land broker is, Hey Siri, find me a land broker, you know, like, so. You nailed that. Yeah. I mean, the, (laughs) the need to be sort of, uh, to to cater to customers who are going to be digitally native as they say. Right. So, if somebody's inheriting a property today, they're probably, you know, under the age of 40. And that person, as exactly you said, they're going to go to Google or Siri and say, I need to find a land broker. Uh, they get sort of all of us need to pay attention to how we utilize technology in our businesses to make sure that we don't miss that trend. Right. right. It's coming. Oh, it's here. I think it's <laughs> I mean, it's but uh, but yeah, like and it's funny, too, because there's lots of people, I mean, on absentee style stuff that um, college educated professionals, um, when you print out a report from acres and it has crop data from five years and all the soil, you know, the soil types and all that kind of stuff, those people geek out on that. I mean, that's no joke. Like that's, and that's a lot of your, uh, a lot of the people that I deal with, they are, they want the data because they, they, they make their decisions more so based on not necessarily trusting me, but they trust that, Hey, I see where you're going. I see where you got this, you know? So you have to prove your work, so to speak, you know? Right. And look, our business is a relationship business. It will always be that way. I'm convinced. Um, and it is also a business that requires an immense amount of local expertise, right? Like you and I would probably be terrible at selling a farm in California. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I don't think we would be able to do that successfully. Um, and so you still need that local expertise. You need relationships. But your point is a really good one, which is that you can have all of that and still lose an opportunity because you didn't bring data to back up your years of experience and wisdom, right? I mean, that's great, but there has to be a trust but verify element and you verify with data. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is absolutely, that's the truth. I mean, you have to, again, you can go meet with a farmer that has been on the land for 50 years and they may tell you that you're data's flawed or something like that in a way because they they know things that we don't know but um but more and more and more as you take these reports out to them the more they are like well that's that's what happened you know we did have a drought that year and this is why you know our bushels were down or whatever um so yeah um so how do if i want to get um get on i i mean I, one of the things that i think we talked about this at the break too is is how inexpensive this platform is compared to some of the others that are in your competition space um i don't know like you can go through all the there's probably eight different ones that do sort of some different things but i mean by far you guys are are on the lower end for what you get um how how is it you can keep the cost so low when you're you know you when you have to do all this data mining and all this stuff? Yeah, good question. So I'll just kind of start with uh, what we offer, right? So we have 
everything from a completely free version of the product on uh, your mobile phone and your desktop computer, all the way up to some paid versions. And what I'd say is we have a, a product out there for, um, you know, just the everyday user, maybe somebody who needs like parcel maps and not a whole lot more, that's pretty cheap. Um, and then we have obviously a product for land professionals, right? So we kind of bucket it into, are you the retail consumer? Or are you a land professional? And you kind of self-sort for which one of those levels of subscription that you need. And there's different amounts of data, obviously, in each one of those. But I would say there's there's two things we believe in when it comes to how we price and offer our product to people. The first is you just get access to the lower 48 states. You shouldn't have to buy a bunch of additional states just to use the product, right? So we believe pretty firmly in that. And it makes sense, right? Like you just mentioned, you got your brokerage license in Arkansas. We get these sort of one-off projects. Maybe you have a client that has farmland in some other state and you want to take, want to go take a look at it. I don't want to have to buy additional states or data just to go do that one project. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we don't have any upgrades inside of the application to pay for, right? So what you pay for it is just what you pay for it. And we're not trying to constantly get you to sign on for one additional service um, where the cost ultimately becomes a lot more than you originally thought it would be. So uh, simple pricing around national access and not a whole lot of upgrades inside the app. That's our approach. Um, so if you're a retail consumer and you just need some great plat maps, we got that. If you need some like high-end uh, sales data, we also have that for the land professional. That's very cool. Yeah, I know. I know. Like the some of some of your competition, I'm not going to say any names, but like I have Adam say, well, this is what it is for the state. And I'm like, oh, so where are you getting your data from? For, you know, like I can't find any data anywhere. How are you getting it? Well, like it reminds me, if you'd like to put data in for us, you know, uh, we'll give you ten percent off or something. Like, okay. right? Yeah, that, that's you don't want me putting data in for you. That's where you have errors so. already. Yeah. <laughs> I have people I pay to do that for me, but um, so. Um, how do I get uh, a hold of you, Ben? And uh, I, I know you have a pretty good team over there. Um, we've yeah, we're, to... um, obviously, we, we shared our web domain earlier, just acres.com. And then obviously, we're going to be on the uh, Apple and Android store if you want to check that out. Uh, you can contact me, just again, Ben at acres.com. And then our general info is info at acres.com. So, We've got a ton of folks here. We'd love to talk to you. We sure enjoy being on the show today, Kobe. Uh, hope to make it back sometime. And when yeah. you're in Arkansas, uh, you got to come visit us. Absolutely. I'm gonna my like I said, my son's. I got to go right by you to go see him. So I'll definitely let you know. We can have lunch or something someday. And um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't uh, expect that I'll be doing a ton of listing and selling in Arkansas. But our company's growing, and so. Um, I think they, even though I'm not very good at entering data, I am pretty good at taking tests. So they let me be the, the broker down there for now until we can find the right person. So uh, what about the real estate side of things? Uh, same way to get a hold of you? Or is there a different different route? Yeah, that, that's the best way to get a hold of me for that. Um, okay. And then I can sort of field any questions depending on what folks need. Uh, personally, I'm only licensed in Arkansas. So uh, if you need something in Nebraska, you're going to have to contact Kobe here. That's right. Just, I have nine states. So you, it's okay. you, you got your ALC now. You're not going to have anything to do for a while. So you can, uh, so you can uh, work on uh, yeah. maybe uh, what, I, I would go with Oklahoma before Missouri, though. Like where you're good to know. Yeah, Missouri is a pain. <laughs> I'm taking notes. 
Yep. But uh, all right. Uh, anything else as we're saying goodbye today? What else uh, is on your mind? Anything good? No dad jokes. I had some great piece of wisdom to impart upon you as I left, Kobe. <laughs> but I think we covered it all. We did beat it down pretty good, man. I don't know what else there is. So, uh, but look forward to seeing you here. And uh, what next? Probably next week or something. I'm going to be on my way to Louisville, Kentucky for the National Land Conference. And so, uh, look forward to maybe meeting you there and uh, and visiting a little bit more. I will see you there. All right. Well, that's it for today, and we will see you all down the road. As we wrap up another episode of the American Land Seller Podcast, thank you for joining us. Visit www.americanlandseller.com and find us on one of your favorite podcast platforms. If you would be so kind and you enjoyed today's insights, please like, subscribe, rate, follow, and review us on whatever app you are listening or watching on. Connect with us on social media for updates. Until next week, Kobe wishes you success in your land endeavors. God bless you and have a great week. The American Land Seller Podcast is brought to you in part by LandHub.com. At LandHub, we're revolutionizing land transactions by effectively connecting buyers and sellers. Say goodbye to the struggle of finding or marketing land for sale. We understand the power of new media marketing, leveraging social media, and targeted ads to bring together the ideal audience for all property types. LandHub.com, where your land journey begins. And American Legacy Land Company. At American Legacy, we redefine excellence in real estate. Explore our top quality offerings featuring farms, ranches, recreational properties, and even development projects spanning 10 Midwest states. Visit us at AmericanLegacyLandCo.com for a premium experience that aligns with your land ownership goals. Whether you're looking at buying or selling, we're dedicated to helping you find the land that defines your legacy. 